afternoon. Here are the biggest stories at this hour. I'm Denise Nensai. The number of village officials facing charges over cash aid anomalies rises from 42 to 134. Interior Chief Eduardo Año says more criminal complaints have been filed since last week before the prosecutor's office of the Justice Department. He adds it is fast-tracking the case buildup against 86 more village officials. The agency previously said airing local officials were illegally splitting cash aid among families in their villages to benefit more people. Other complaints include local government executives pocketing portion of the aid or arbitrarily choosing which families will receive subsidy. Philippine Police Chief Archie Gamboa tells his officers to find balance between the law and humanitarian considerations when enforcing lockdown measures. Gamboa made a statement Monday after a 58-year-old fisherman from Caloocan City was detained for nearly two weeks because he could not produce a quarantine pass for another city where he went to fish to make a living. I will find the details of Magdodong, then we will issue a directive to be to balance really. Mahirap paminsan, we really don't know the circumstances sa baba. No? Hirap na mga police sa checkpoint. But we will encourage our policemen to balance between those who have less in life, sabi nga nila, must have more in law. Ormoc City Mayor Richard Gomez claims the national government told his locality to receive people who availed of the so-called Balik Probinsya program even when they have not been tested for the coronavirus. Let's get more details from the city mayor who now joins us on the line. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good afternoon. Now, Mr. Gomez, uh, were you given enough time of a heads up on the arrival of the returning residents? Well, uh, the Balik Probinsya program uh, that started, that began uh, last week, we were not informed of the, of, uh, the people arriving. No? Mm -hmm. uh, we were just surprised that uh, there was a bus already that uh, arrived in Tacloban, and then we were notified only when when the whole uh, contingent was already in uh, in uh, Palo Leyte. So we had no idea that they arrived. And then this morning again, uh, there's another uh, batch of uh, uh, OFW that's arriving. Tabi ng ng OWA that there will be uh, three planes uh, landing in Tacloban. And uh, we were only informed by a text this morning. So what I did was uh, I coordinated, I called the DALG regional director. And according to the regional director, he said that there was really no coordination from the different agencies. Now, here's the problem. Uh, LGUs like us, we are ready to accept uh, repatriates, OFWs, or uh, local residents that uh, would like to come back to Ormoc City, except that we want uh, full cooperation from these agencies. You know, it's not easy for us to just accept people without uh, uh, having their documents, without knowing who mm -hmm. they are, have they been tested or not. It, it's not. It's not that easy. You know, we've prepared so so hard to keep our uh, city COVID-free, and then here comes this uh, uh, repatriates coming home, and we do not know whether they're infected or not. So, uh, you know, we have we have to manage about 250,000 people in Ormoc, and no one is sick here of COVID, and we don't want that to happen. So, Mr. Mayor, how have you dealt with the returning residents returning to, uh, of course, to Ermok? How have you dealt with it? Well, the first six that, that came in, they really had no documents with them. Uh, they were untested. Mm -hmm. uh, so, we, we, we were prepared. We have uh, test kits and we have a, a quarantine and isolation area. If they come in and infected, we have an isolation hospital it's just, just for, for COVID. If uh, they come in and... Uh, they want to come home. We have a 14-day quarantine uh, 
period that the uh, area that, the, that they can stay in. But Mr. Mayor, you said that you talked to uh, the DILG. Have they responded to, of course, also addressing this? Because as you said, it's hard. You've already managed to keep your to keep our mock so far COVID-free, and you know this poses quite a problem for it. Yes, uh, the the DILG themselves are saying that uh, there's no uh, coordination amongst uh, amongst uh, the different agencies, the NHA, the OWA, the Department of Health, the IATF. You know, it's. This might take, Denise, no? It's easy for the IATF to just plan on the table. Mm -hmm. But who takes all, who, who takes all this, this mess? It, it's the LGU that receives all, all this basura that's happening. So if they commit a mistake, everything that goes down, down to the LGU is a mistake. You know, we do not want the national government to fail. We do not want the LGUs to fail. So what is important here is that there should be a very strict coordination following different protocols. So uh, this is a great area for you, Mr. Mayor, to you know air out some of the, I guess, grievances because so as to avoid this kind of situation happening again in other localities. So aside from coordination with you know the LGUs and all the DILG or NHA, what else you know should we be expecting before, I guess, resending the returning residents back to their respective places or provinces? Uh, what? Here, uh, the IATF, the Barik Provincial Program, should understand that each LGU can only take in so much repatriate or, mm -hmm. or OFWs. They cannot take in hundreds or thousands of OFWs, especially to the poorer municipalities, the third, fourth, and fifth class municipalities. Swear to me, if they can take in 10, 20 people, okay, normal, maybe we can take in 200 to 300 people, but nothing more than that. Uh, the next a uh, batch of 300 will have to come after the quarantine period. No? Maybe, siguro the LGU is not represented in the IATF. Maybe the LGU uh, is not represented in uh, in the different task force that's happening in Metro Manila. That's why they're not really in touch with that, with what's happening on the ground. So, um, Mr. Mayor, also, um, the Balik Provincial Program was supposed to be, uh, you know, a way to get back a little bit on, you know, a good side for the economy of the Philippines. But you're saying that, you know, not a lot of local provinces can take that, and we understand. So, you know, what, what's the future for this Balik Provincial Program for other, you know, less fortunate provinces and areas? You know, it's easy to take in people. That, that, that's not a problem. But we are in a pandemic. People may be affected coming from uh, COVID-affected areas. And when they come in, a certain uh, LGU, especially if it's COVID-free COVID LGU, they will be infecting uh, several different people. Now, personally, if you will ask me, I do not believe in home quarantine in our Philippine setup. In the Philippines, most homes here are very small. Mm -hmm. So if the OFWs will be coming home and then there will be about 6 to 10 people in, in a small home and that OFW is affected or infected, people will get infected. That's why it's very important that the different LGUs should have their own isolation or quarantine area. Now, the problem is not all LGUs can handle that. That's why I'm saying is the, the, the IATF, the Balik Provincia, the NHA, the, the OWA should be very careful in sending uh, repatriates to, to the LGUs. Otherwise, we will be too overwhelmed. We will not be able to handle all these people. Oh, now, yeah, when it comes to yes, when it comes to to uh, 
pushing the economy, mm -hmm. yes, they will be able to help. But again, we are in a pandemic. We mm -hmm. have to put people in quarantine first, make sure they're not infected, make sure that they're not sick. We thank you so much for that. Thank you for your time. Ormoc City Mayor Richard Gomez. Thank you, sir. Thank you. The Philippine National Police also encouraging victims of an alleged sex for pass scheme to come forward and file charges against police officers involved. Police Chief Archie Gamboa has ordered the Criminal Investigation and Detection Group to coordinate with news website Rappler, which exposed the scheme wherein sex workers are allegedly abused in quarantine checkpoints manned by police. Gamboa says once proven guilty cops involved in the scheme will face dismissal from service and up to 40 years in prison. There must be uh, available witnesses to witness, no? so that paganito uh, kasi it's a it's a crime that is uh, done privately between uh, the accused and the victim. At kung hindi talaga lalabas, no, not unless we can find uh, very good circumstantial evidences, then that's the only time that we can pursue the case. But nevertheless, uh, we will look into it. The Philippine government is looking into reports. Online sexual exploitation of children here in the country are on the rise during the coronavirus lockdown. Manila's Justice Department is leading the investigation, citing data from an international nonprofit organization that exploitation cases rose to more than 279,000 from March 1st to May 24th, from 76,000 in the same period last year. That's an increase of over 200,000, which the DOJ attributes to the surge in Internet use with people mostly staying at home. The reported cases include child pornography, child sex trafficking, and molestation. The Philippines logs 284 new coronavirus cases, majority of them still from Metro Manila. This brings the country's COVID-19 tally to 14,319. The death toll stands at 873 after the health department recorded five new fatalities Monday. 74 more patients have recovered from the respiratory illness, raising the total to 3,323. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte orders government agencies to send the 24,000 stranded repatriated Filipino workers home. Duterte gave the Labor and Health Departments one week to finalize the papers of the returning OFWs. The workers have been waiting for weeks, some even a month, to get results of their COVID-19 tests and clearance for them to leave quarantine sites and go back to their families. Around 5,000 Filipino workers in Hong Kong lost their jobs due to the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to Dolores Valladares Pelaez, chairperson of the United Filipinos in Hong Kong. Pelaez cites the difficulty of employers to return to the city because of travel bans. Hong Kong's entertainment centers, which provide work to many Filipinos, were also closed to stop the spread of the virus. The Philippine Labor Department has pledged 10,000 pesos to OFWs left jobless by the pandemic. Hong Kong is home to some 230,000 Filipinos. Sa kalungkot na dahil sa COVID, marami po tayong mga kababayan na wala ng trabaho. Ang alam ko po mga 5,000 Filipinos, hindi lamang po domestic worker, pati yung mga residente dito ay nawalan din ng trabaho. Uh, Filipino lamang, lamang po yan. Eh, malaki po yung epekto nito kasi... Uh, kung mabawa sa amin, domestic worker, pag nawalan ka ng work this time, ang hirap maghanap ng employer. Kasi mm -hmm. yung mga ibang employer, wala din sa Hong Kong because of the travel travel problem. No? Hindi madaling bumalik sa, sa Hong Kong.
foreigners are now prohibited from traveling to the United States if they have been to Brazil in the last two weeks. That announcement from the White House comes two days after the South American nation became the world's number two hotspot for coronavirus infections. Brazil has more than 363,000 COVID-19 cases with over 22,000 deaths. 600 of those fatalities were recorded just on Sunday. The same day, thousands of people took to the streets to express support for Brazilian right-wing President Jair Bolsonaro, who is facing mounting criticism over his handling of the pandemic. Bolsonaro even attended one of the rallies, posing for a photograph and hugging a young girl without his mask on. And worldwide, over 5.4 million people have been infected with the coronavirus. The global death toll has stopped 345,000, while recoveries now stand at 2.1 million. The U.S. is still the country with most cases at 1.6 million. The death toll there is now at 97,000. And those are the latest this hour. I'm Denise Dinsai. Keep it here on the ABS-CBN News Channel for our special coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic.